What is up, Phantom Maniacs? It's your boy, Trey Miles, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, a.k.a. the Dragon of Saigon. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. And you are listening to Fandomonium, a sports podcast for fans, by fans, coming to you live and direct, keeping it real, never no bullshit. Uh, today, we're going to talk to you about some, uh, some some interesting things happening in the world of the NBA, uh, in the world of the NCAA, uh, talking about eligibility. We're going to get into some NFL action. We're going to talk about AB's weird feet. We're going to talk about Zeke. We're going to talk about the fact that NFL just acts like they just can do whatever they want to do. And then we'll, you know, we'll touch on some other things. We're going to touch on some USA Gymnastics. Some serious stuff going on there. And, uh, yeah. So just sit back, relax, enjoy the ride. We're about to take you on a journey that you will never forget. Stay tuned, baby. today we are kidding you with another solo episode uh fancy pants is busy with real life obligations uh but i'm gonna hold down the ship you know it's been a about three weeks two weeks two and a half weeks since we gave you any content and we really gotta get that shit out there so i'm gonna be doing this thing alone much like the last episode i did alone gonna be real short real simple to the point i'm gonna hit on some things i want to talk about and i'm gonna get the fuck out i'm gonna get out your ears all right the first thing I want to talk about is the new, uh, what's being called the rich, the rich ball rule. Uh, the NCAA has instituted a new rule where people that are uh, representing people, uh, athletes that are trying to test the draft waters, uh, they they have got these new requirements. You got to have a degree. You have to have you have to be registered with the N, uh, N, NBA PA, and you have to have been uh, an agent for three years, something like that. Uh, and it, it's kind of funny. Uh, it you know they're they're dubbing it the Rich Paul rule because obviously Rich Paul, uh, LeBron James's best friend, uh, represents guys like LeBron James, obviously uh, Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons, Draymond Green, and a million other dudes. Uh, he signed, he he worked with a dude uh, coming out of college or coming out of high school that's going overseas uh, to get him a to get him a fat deal. And, uh, you know, they're just, they're dubbing this. It's, it's the NCAA uh, kind of taking control of things again. You know how they do, you know. Uh, you got to protect your uh, cash cows. I just, you know, it, for me, it's just kind of funny that the NCAA, they're putting rules like, oh, yeah, you know, you got you to gotta have a degree and all this shit. But they're literally profiting on the backs of these kids, these freshman kids that have no business being in the NCAA. You know what I'm saying? These kids, these one and dones. If, if, if they could go straight to the league, they would, and they'd thrive, and we wouldn't have to worry about none of this. But it's just another thing. It's, you know, it's the bureaucracy thing. You know how I feel personally about um, about college athletics and, and the money that that brings in and, and the work that the kids have to put in to receive no benefit, especially these one-and-done kids. You know, the kids that are there for four years and are there, they're working and getting that degree, like, that's awesome for them. But... The majority of the NCAA thrives on 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 the uh, on the backs of these one and dones, these like incredibly gifted athletes that are just waiting because they can't go to the league to get out. And 
we'll see it change. And I, I, I think the rule's funny. Uh, it, it really does. It, it definitely targets, uh, definitely targets Rich Paul. He's the premier agent in in the game right now. Um, obviously, his friendship with LeBron James is obviously makes him a huge asset to anybody. Just the fact that you're gonna have that pool of knowledge. So people are definitely they're drawn to him, and this is this is just more of an NCAA, uh, NCAA pushback to keep him out of other people's ears because he's already like he pulled a high school prospect, and the, that guy's going overseas right now, and he has a New Balance deal, things like that. Like the the, the dude is good at his job, uh, but the NCAA doesn't like that. You know they don't like when their money is is getting messed with, and that's that's all this is. Um, yeah, so that, that that's crazy. Uh, it's just you know, it, it really is. It's one of those things where, pe- the these big institutions they just don't like the NCAA. Just does they that's sports are their cash cow, man. This is how those the board of directors gets paid. These guys get this high tier, uh, elite pension and salary and all that good junk just for sitting there and just letting these you know letting these young young kids do all the work for them. It's ridiculous, and, you know, people are already speaking out against it. LeBron's already talked about it. Chris Paul. And there's plenty of dudes that are out there just like, this is literally the only reason for this is to target this one dude because they're afraid that people are just going to come in. He's going to be able to do his job effectively as an agent, get them some deals, and they're going to be like, oh, you know, screw this college stuff because they're not going to get the degree anyway. Uh, so, th- so that's crazy. And, you know, like I said, NCAA is a corrupt institution. We know that. We've seen that, uh, you know, with the USA Gymnastics thing and uh, with the uh, Larry Larry Nasir thing. It's like these guys, uh, these top-level dudes in the NCAA are only worried about profit. They're only worried about bringing that money into their institution, into the NCAA cup as a whole. Uh, and, and, you know, they, you mess with their money, they're going to make rules. And uh, it's just funny to see it in, in real time. These are things we've already talked about. You know, the NCAA is corrupt. We know that. It's all about money. We know that. It's not about the kids. It's not about safety. It's not about anything. It's not about their futures. This is just about them making money so they can retire, go to the Hamptons, and chill the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, not going to go on a tangent with that. Another thing I do want to talk about, since we are talking about LeBron, people are talking about LeBron because he is involved in his son's life. He is like an excited dad at uh, at AAU tournaments. He's running on the court. He's in the layup lines doing dunks with the kids. And people are like, oh, that's, he's doing too much. Like, like, LeBron can't do nothing right. You know, he... He's, he's out there supporting his son, supporting these young athletes, supporting this younger generation, helping these young guys, being a mentor, like, you know, and everybody's just like, oh, LeBron, you know, I just, it's it's funny, like, and for me as a former LeBron hater, and I've said this many times, it's, I used to be that guy, I used to be the guy that just used to hate on LeBron, but if you're hating on LeBron at this point, you're just stupid, because the, the dude is just doing so much outside the game of basketball to, to, help other people to help other athletes to bring attention to issues that are in the background uh it's just kind of ridiculous at that at this point uh, and that just comes with being a superstar and and the intense media scrutiny that comes with that but you know it's kind of ridiculous you know stop hating on my boy lebron he's the greatest and 
He's on he, oh, shit. He's trying to be the greatest dad too, which is admirable. And you know, quit hating on my boy. Speaking of hating and speaking on the scrutiny that comes with the media, uh, something that came out today, which uh, I'm gonna dub the Kevin Love rule. The NBA announced that uh, for the 2019-20 season, one of their new policies, uh, they're expanding on their mental health policies, is that every team has to have at least one mental health professional on retainer, uh, and they're going to have to have experience in assessing and treating clinical mental health issues. Uh, each organization is going to have to identify a licensed psychiatrist available to help ment- or manage any mental health concerns, and then all, all teams are going to have to interact enact a written action policy for mental health emergencies and all 30 teams are going to have to attend a health and wellness meeting in Chicago. Uh, they're going to hold that in, sete- in September. Um, this, I think, is huge and I, I, the only reason I relate this to LeBron thing is because of that level of scrutiny. Uh, you, you talk about these guys that a lot of them come from uh, disadvantaged backgrounds and all of a sudden they have all this money and they've got all these lights and noise and all these things around them. Uh, and finally, you know, you had guys like DeMar DeRozan, guys like Kevin Love coming out. Uh, you know, they're talking about the issues that they face with mental health. And obviously, as you know, in this country as a whole, not just in the sports arena, mental health is a completely neglected subject. Uh, if it was easier to get mental health services, uh, we would see a lot less issues in the world. I'm not going to touch on that on a political basis because, you know, whatever. Uh, but still, it's good to see that the NBA, and obviously you know my feels on the NBA. NBA is the most progressive league in the world. Uh, they care about their athletes. They care about the guys that are bringing in the money, and they're not focused on the money that they're bringing in. They're focused on what they can do to help those guys, to help them thrive. I think this is this is huge, and this is something that we need to see across all sports. Uh, particularly the NFL, because those dudes are fucking crazy. Uh, they're a bunch of psychopaths, and you know the end. I just, you know, that just comes from getting hit in the head a million times every day. Um, but it, it's nice to see that a professional organization is is putting this emphasis on the need uh, of mental health and the need of caring about these guys away from what they can bring to you from a physical standpoint, away what they. Uh, away from what they can bring you from an athletic standpoint and they're focused on hey what are the effects of these things going on how do they affect what these guys are going through uh you know how does that affect and at the end of the day how does that affect their play on the floor uh you know these guys the nba is just really honed in right now and just putting out the best product and for them it's not uh it's not like a power hungry we control everything that you do deal it's a hey, we're going to do whatever we can to make sure that you as an individual are thriving and that you as an individual are in a good place. Because if you're in a good place, as every well-run organization knows, if, if your employees are in a good place, if your employees are happy, the output is going to be a million times better than if you're just running it from this like dictatorship standpoint uh, so I think this is huge. I, I love I love what that I love the NBA obviously as a basketball fan, but as a as just as a human being, I love to see that the NBA again not this isn't the first time they're proving that they care about issues outside of the court. You know what I'm saying? They are 
making sure that their players are taken care of and that their needs are met and that they're dealing with the issues that come with the fame and the fortune. And I, I think that is amazing. Uh, that's pretty much all I have to say on that. And I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep, uh, harping on that. The one thing I will say just as a happiness thing, uh, LeBron James and his taco Tuesday posts are the best thing that's ever happened in my life. I wish I had a taco Tuesday partner so I could just snap taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Um, that was just, that's just for me. That's for fun. Before we move on, speaking of happiness and things like that, I do, uh, and this happened a week or this is about probably a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. Uh, Tim Duncan's joining the Spurs coaching staff, and I, that's just dope because the Spurs, when Tim Duncan is involved, are like the best organization in the world, and I'm super excited for what that means for the Spurs, and also just to see Tim Duncan and. Uh, uh, Greg Popovich on the sideline interacting. I think it's going to be really awesome. And that's, you know, that's all I got to say. That's, that's all I got to say about my, uh, but anyway, uh, moving on to the NFL. And these are, this is where things are going to get a little dicey for everybody involved, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, the NFL sucks. We know this. Um, but no, it does the, the product doesn't suck, but organization-wise, they've got a lot of issues. Uh, one thing I do want to touch on is Antonio Brown has been out of training camp with an unknown foot injury, which we now know what was going on. It was a, uh, he got frostbite because he was in a cryotherapy chamber and didn't wear the, the right footwear. So uh, hopefully that doesn't compound and become a big issue. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to touch on that from a personal standpoint. But, you know, the, if you've seen the pictures, uh, it's pretty grody. Uh, if you haven't, I would not tell you to look them up, but I would also tell you to look them up because it is pretty, pretty disgusting. And, uh, yeah, kind of funny, too. Uh, and so with, with the NFL, one of the things I want to touch on is uh, just kind of the way they're allowed to govern themselves. Uh, you got guys, you got guys like Tyreek Hill and you got Zeke who is in a holdout right now, which we'll touch on later, but you got these guys that are, you know, have repeated issues and, you know, there's no, there's no types of consequences. I feel like we see every summer and we've touched we've touched on this in multiple times in the podcast. Every time, like every summer, Zeke is in some sort of incident where he's punching a bartender, grabbing a chick's boobs and doing whatever he wants to do, and now uh, he did it again this summer and got kind of another slap on the wrist. Uh, and it's just kind of funny because you have guys like uh, Golden Tate, who is getting suspended for four days, or four games, sorry, for a PED suspension over, uh, he's he's doing fertility treatments so he can have a have a kid. But you guys, guys like Tariq Hill, who are on video, or on uh uh, being recorded as talking about beating their kids and like trying to make a man up and things like that, and oh they're cool they're, we're gonna let them we're gonna let them play we're not gonna suspend them and I it's just for me personally I find it, it it's disheartening to see the amount that uh, sorry that's gonna be reverb I punched my desk on accident uh, it's it's disheartening to see the the uh, the emphasis that the NFL puts on profit and the NFL puts on uh, caring about things that don't matter versus dealing with these bigger issues that are going on. Like I said earlier, 
the, the NFL needs to have the same with the with the NBA. Like they need to have these mental health professionals on standby because these fuckers are crazy, dude. Uh, these dudes are not mentally stable a lot of the times. You know, when you spend your whole life just running into dudes and being tough and trying to hit somebody as hard as you can, it doesn't have a good effect on your psyche. But you got guys like Golden Tate who's out here just, I'm just trying to have a family, and 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 it's a it's a huge, you know, it, he's getting suspended for four days. But Tariq Hill, who's you know punching his son in the chest to make him tough, he 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 doesn't have any sort of repercussions and. It, it's just the, the NFL, they just go and they do what they want to do. And it, it's just disheartening. It's disheartening to see uh, the lack of, uh, I don't want to say compassion, but even just the lack of care. You know, like these dudes, like the top guys just don't care. Roger Goodell just does not care. Like it is a profit driven industry. And that's that's why I don't you know that's why I'm not really a huge NFL fan at the point at the moment. I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the games because I love the game of football. But from a personal standpoint, the the NFL needs to do better. They got they got to figure it out. They got to figure out what we're gonna do to tackle these issues. Uh, and, and it seems like every every single year there's some more. There's more about the CTE. Uh, there's more about brain injuries. There's more about the effects that. Uh, the game of football has. I mean, honestly, it's it's a gladiator sport, and we know that, and and, we, and that's why we love it because we're you know as as human beings we're sick people, can't do anything about it. We like to see people get hit. We like to see people get hurt. Uh, that's just the human condition. We're weirdos, uh, but it, it's just it, it's just kind of interesting to see. Uh, you know, AP got suspended for a year for spanking his son as a discipline thing, and Tariq Hill because he brings in money. Because the NFL has their own policies and can operate uh, against any sort of criminal injunctions or anything like that, uh, they're just allowed to do whatever they want. It's just, yeah, it's just kind of funny. And I'm gonna leave that at that. I don't, I'm, I'm not gonna go into that because I know there's some people listening that are like, well, and I don't wanna, you know, I don't wanna upset our three listeners. Before we go any further, as you know, this podcast is brought to you by. And uh, this, I'm going to take one shot on the air. This episode is brought to you by Bacardi uh, Superior. Rome Superior Carte Blanche. Uh, That is white rum. If you don't speak Spanish, obviously I'm fluent. Um, We're, you know, getting down on a half pint of this thing just because it's just me alone and I don't need to get too crazy. So, uh, cheers. Alright. Oh, Jesus. Woo! That was rough. That was rough. Alright, as we continue, uh, one thing I do want to touch on, uh, we're, we're, we're not going to just spend this whole episode being negative. We're not going to focus on all the bad things going on in the world. But before I get on to positives, I'm going to touch on um, the Dean of Oversight. Uh, that had oversight of Larry Nasir, uh, as you know, hopefully, um, Larry Nasir was accused and convicted of uh, sexual assault and sexual sexual assault and sexual battery um, for his involvement with the U.S. Women's Gymnastics Team. 
Um, so he obviously is in jail. But uh, Will- William Strample, the uh, the guy, the dean uh, that w- had that was over him and all the things he was doing, has also been sent to jail. Uh, he's facing up to five years in prison for neglect and uh, things like that. And I I think it's I think it's you know I don't I don't. I'm not happy to see somebody go to jail, but I am. I'm happy. I'm happy that people are are, are are finally making people be accountable for their actions and their lack of action when they know things are going on and they know people uh, are being abused and they know people are being subjected to treatment that is not correct and they just kind of turn a blind eye for profit. Uh, so I, I am happy to see him go to jail. Well, you know, it's just, you know, he, he, he knew, you're not going to say he knew, but he knew, you know, you hear these things over and over. And if you don't look into it, uh, you're just you're letting it happen and you deserve to be in jail. So uh, I'm happy to see that happen. That's another thing going on. Uh, the U.S. gymnastics team, obviously some of the most badass athletes in the world. And I'm glad to see that they're kind of starting to weed out and strain these bad seeds out so that they can um that especially these women athletes can focus on their craft and not have to worry about uh you know having you know these these treatments i used air quotes you can't see it but these treatments that are uh, you know have nothing to do with anything other than some fucking sicko just trying to get off um so that's that and i'm glad to see it happen the last thing I'm going to touch on before we leave, like I said, it's just me, so there's, I'm not going to sit here and make you listen to me talk for 30 minutes. The last thing I'm going to touch on is a happy story for some people. Maybe not for most, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm assuming most of the people that listen to this show are Americans. Uh, but uh, interesting development about, you know, a month ago, not even not a month ago, maybe two, two weeks ago, Michael Phelps. Uh, fly world record was beat by a 19 year old uh, Christoph Milak from Hungary uh, had a 200 meter butterfly time of 1 minute and 50 seconds uh, just like completely obliterated Michael Phelps record and this was a record people were saying was never going to get beat so that's super awesome and super dope and uh with that, I think we're going to uh, focus more on ending the show, uh, getting out of your ear. The one thing I do want to talk about uh, tomorrow, uh, well, I'm recording on Wednesday, uh, August the 7th. Tomorrow, preseason kicks up. Uh, we're about to see some, hopefully, some big hits, some some nice plays. We're about to see some of these young guns finally show us what they've got. We're going to see if Daniel Jones is worth all the hype that the Giants placed on him, nobody else. Uh, we're going to see Dwayne Haskins and we're gonna see Devin Bush and all these dudes we're gonna we're gonna see uh big boy Quinn and Williams with the Jets I'm super excited uh football is back I'm so you, you don't even understand how excited I am to have football back uh but anyway uh without further ado uh we will end the show uh I know some of you may be listening and like hey didn't you say you were going to start on YouTube on August the 1st? Uh, we just haven't had time to get everything done. Like I said, uh, fancy pants, 
has things going on, so that's kind of throwing off the whole vibe of you know trying to put out different content and different media. So we are still working on that. We're gonna push that back to probably October, which sucks because I was super excited about it. But the only thing we will be doing is the esports uh, part of it. I'm gonna start streaming. Uh, I have a couple other people that are interested in streaming, playing sports games, uh, Madden, 2K, FIFA, things like that. So there are people that are interested and are gonna be out here putting out streaming content. So if you're interested in that, just uh, be on the lookout, be on our Twitter. We're gonna post the links once we get it all set up. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm not gonna shout out any sponsors right now because it's been a while since we've done anything, and I feel like our sponsors are good without us. So, without further ado, it's your boy Trey Miles, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, a.k.a. the Dragon of Saigon. If you don't know what I'm look, talking about, look it up. And this has been Fandemonium, a sports podcast for fans by fans. Hope you enjoyed it, and hopefully next week we will be able to deliver a full hour of content with two of us and not just me. But if not, it'll be